0: I just wanted to take this time now to thank all of my listeners, along with Carrie Adams, the Program Director, and Ms. Lauren Cohn, our Senior Capstone Teacher. Without them, this podcast wouldn't be available, and all of our other wonderful projects would not be available, so, so thank you to all of them for helping out. With this, I'd like to introduce Dr. Don Haddad, our, our St. Vrain Valley School District Superintendent. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Haddad, how are you?
1: good, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks.
0: Thank you for joining me on Grow Through It, episode nine. Yeah, you bet. So if you wanted to just go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit.
1: Yeah, my name is Don Haddad. I'm the superintendent for the St. Brain Valley Schools and uh, looking forward to, to visiting with you. Thank you. So what do you do exactly as a superintendent? Well, I work closely with uh, the Board of Education and I work closely with our leadership team, the administration in the St. Rain Valley Schools, our teachers, our other staff, classified staff. I also work closely with uh, elected officials throughout the various areas that we work with in terms of Longmont and Firestone and Frederick and Daycono and Erie and Lyons and Mead and in the NYWOD area and obviously our offices are located here in Lama. And we lead around 60 schools. We have about thirty-two to 33,000 students. We're continuing to grow. And about 5,500 employees. And we span out over 411 square miles. And our charge is preschool through 12th grade. And now we actually have an associate degree program in grades 13 and 14. To set systems in place that will enable our students to work through their education and graduate and go on to be productive uh, citizens. And so that oh. involves a lot in terms of uh, curriculum and instruction, it involves a lot in terms of finances, it involves our buildings, you know, our 60 schools and all of our other buildings that we have throughout the district. It involves nutrition services, human resources, uh, technology, construction with our operations and maintenance teams, uh, transportation, you know, all of our staff around both teaching and learning, and then uh, operations. So it's uh, you know it's pretty comprehensive work.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a, a full plate. You got there dealing with everything.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's also very, very enjoyable. I've been uh, oh. superintendent this is my 13th year. And so 20 years in St. Brain, and I enjoy it quite a bit.
0: So you were also a principal over at Niwot, I believe. Did did you go from principal to being superintendent? no i actually this is my 36th year in education
1: i went from I, w- I was in other places prior to being at niwad but in 2001 i was hired at Niwot high school and then in 2005 i came to actually 2004 as the executive director of secondary schools middle schools and high schools and then from there i became the assistant superintendent and then from there i became the deputy superintendent and then it was after being the deputy superintendent that I became the superintendent about thirteen years ago.
0: Oh, that's impressive. Have you always kind of had those leadership qualities within you, like kind of be like a superintendent or something like that? Have you always kind of had those qualities from the beginning, from an early age? You know, I'd
1: like to think so. I was, uh, you know, and when I was growing up in in middle school and high school and you know college, I. Uh, wrestling was a big part of my life. I was the captain of our wrestling teams in high school and college and went on to to coach at the high school level and teach. and you know throughout my years, I've taken on different leadership roles. and so uh, i I've enjoyed it and I do have a I am prone to to looking at things the way that they are and thinking about the way things could be and uh, trying to motivate and inspire people to you know, to reach another level, to achieve something new, and to to improve on from where we are. So it's been something
0: that has
1: been with me for my whole life.
0: Oh, definitely. So I guess being captain of the wrestling team, you're kind of just put into that position too, where you have to learn how to be a leader.
1: Yeah, and coaching and uh, and teaching and uh, being in you know building leadership positions, principalships, and things along those lines. Definitely.
0: I wanted to get back to. Superintendent. So do you You also, I assume, talk to other districts, too, and kind of get information about that?
1: Yeah, I communicate with other school districts quite often and the the leaders in those
0: districts as well. In regards to COVID and everything there, did and I assume you were talking in other districts then, too. Did you take any different strategies that they used to try to bring everyone back to school last fall?
1: You know, there were different strategies that people used because we were living in different counties and we have different health departments that we're required to work with. And in some cases, the data would look different in one uh, district as opposed to another district. So you might be thinking about Douglas County or Cherry Creek or Jefferson County versus Boulder and St. Grain and Poudre and, you know, so very, very different areas. But uh, But some of the approaches that we used were
0: similar in nature as well okay so more or less it was depending on the data you guys had but it was kind of like some blanket strategies that could fit in easily with different counties correct so what were some of the strategies that you guys tried
1: well back in the spring the governor ordered that all of the schools be closed for in-person learning We didn't really have a choice at that point in time and so what we ended up doing was moving all of our students to virtually learning where, as you probably know because you were part of it, they had their iPads at home and they would log in and work with the teachers virtually and they would get some assignments that they would work on on their own and then they would work on some assignments uh, together but there were other things that we did and we were trying to keep everybody moving forward so that our seniors could graduate and our second graders could move to third grade effectively. And so we were trying to keep up with the standards and the curriculum and make sure that our instruction continued. We also were needing to do some things around providing meals for a lot of our students. We ended up providing over a million meals to different students and their families because we were no longer in person in the schools. We also provided additional technology additional devices like ipads to various students and we also did a lot um, to, to prepare our buildings we were increasing the efficiency and the strength of our hvac systems we were hiring additional custodial staff we were doing a lot of things trying to prepare so that as quickly as we could come back into the schools we would be ready to do so so there were uh, you know, there were just a lot of things happening at the same time that all of our students were uh, were working from home and our teachers were working from home. We were taking our teachers through quite a bit of professional development with blended learning models so that they could work on how to be most effective with the technology. We ordered all of our teachers wide angle lenses and microphones so that when we were able to come back into the classroom, We could uh, do work from home and in person. Um, So just a lot of those things, trying to figure out what transportation might look like if we had to socially distance. We also wanted to purchase uh, the types of things like hand sanitizers and masks and all those things so that when we were ready to come back in, we would be well equipped to do that. And all the while we were trying to do everything we could to maintain for our students, their ability to keep progressing through the year so that they were prepared to go on to the next level, whatever that level would be, if it was a third grader, go to the fourth grade, if it was, and we were really concerned about our seniors. Um, One of the things we talked about was what would graduation look like, what would senior prom look like if we were able to do a senior prom, all of those things. And I was in close contact with our health department literally on a daily basis getting updates about COVID. I was in contact with the governor's office on a regular basis. I was in contact with our school board on a regular basis. Uh, It was just constant uh, communication with various entities.
0: Were you in communication with teachers too, teachers and I guess parents?
1: Yes, I would talk to teachers on a regular basis. I would talk to the leadership of our teachers association. I also have a teacher advisory council and there are also teacher association representatives in each of our buildings. And I was meeting, I would meet with them regularly. And I would also meet with parents. We were communicating with parents through uh, our communications department that would go out um, through the email blast. So letting them know where we were, what we were doing, how we were doing it. Also communicating with a number of parents and teachers via email over the phone uh, just a whole host of ways. But and we were communicating with all of our stakeholder groups pretty consistently.
0: Yeah, to try to bring everyone back. I think that all the effort that everyone has put in has benefited the whole district. And I thank you for all the work that you guys have put in.
1: Well, I appreciate it. And you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, we're we're really here for the students. And when I say we, I mean our teachers, me our parents all of us are here for you guys and so everybody was working together to try to keep you guys moving forward in an unprecedented time that you know none of us could have uh, prepared for or anticipated but uh, but you guys only go through your system one time you know you only go get your education once and so we we had to keep moving forward with that and that's what our objective was
0: yeah, definitely. All the teachers are working very hard right now. They
1: really are. Our teachers are superstars. I, oh,
0: I agree. Um, I had a question on in terms of vaccines. So teachers are in the 1B2 category or 1B, so they're kind of next in line to get it. How did you go about getting vaccines for teachers?
1: Well, we started working closely with
0: Boulder County
1: Public Health. We were also lobbying the governor's office to move teachers up and not only teachers, but our classified staff. And when I say classified staff, I'm talking about our bus drivers and our custodial staff and folks that work with our teachers in our buildings and, and do really important work. And we, what they did is they had uh, what was referred to as 1B above the line, and that included our teachers and staff who are 70 years old and older and also our health care workers in our schools, like our nurses and our health professionals, paraprofessionals, uh, health clerks, things like that. And so we were able to get that group, which is about 700 of our staff vaccinated first. And we did that in partnership with some of the local pharmacies and uh, UC Health and Kaiser and some others. And then Governor Polis announced that he was moving teachers and staff up to 1B right below the line, but he had moved them up. And so I contacted the president of UC Health to see if he would uh, support UC Health being a major provider for us. We also continued to work with Boulder County Health and they agreed. And so. What we did was we we created at the district office, a list of all of our employees, according to the governor's guidelines. And we submitted that list to UC Health, who then gave links to each of our employees. And then as those employees would log in and register with those links, they now became active. And then as soon as the vaccines hit UC Health, as soon as they were delivered to UC Health, then UC Health would start contacting our employees and scheduling appointments for them to get vaccinated. And so we have gone through about 63% of our employees as of now. Now they moved teachers up beginning February 8th. So we've been able to move pretty quickly because it's only been a few days that we've been able to begin vaccinating our teachers and UC health has been outstanding we also have worked with nextera health and they have vaccinated a number of our employees and then we have some not many who've chosen to go to their own healthcare provider like a kaiser or something but our major partnership has been with UC health and then with nextera and i'm in you know regular communication with them And we get regular updates as to how many of our teachers and staff have been contacted and how many have been vaccinated and so we're moving forward we actually don't get the number who have been vaccinated we get the number of people who have responded and who have received the invitation to get vaccinated and then we assume that they are actually following through which we know that they are um but some of that stuff is uh in motion, right? And all of that stuff's in motion right now, but we've moved very, very quickly. And uh, I'm optimistic that, you know, by the time, and when they do get their scheduled appointment for their first vaccination, because it's two shots, they actually get scheduled for their second shot as well at the same time. So they'll get a shot and then they'll wait a few weeks and then they'll get their second shot. And again, right now we've moved through about 63% of our staff, um, which is a very, very efficient Process and uh, it's working very, very well with UC Health right now, and uh, again next era is very supportive as well. So we're hoping to get everybody done as quickly as possible, and mm-hmm. our, our teachers have been great in terms of responding, and our staff. It's not just our teachers. That's
0: 60, 60, 63% percent as of today. sixty-three. Wow, that's a, that's impressive. To yeah, and it out it's a back rolling back.
1: process, so every day we get an update. So. Even as we speak right now, there will be teachers who are getting contacted through their links. And we've told them you have to check your emails every single day because once that link comes through, you have 48 hours to respond or else they move you out and put somebody else in. So it is a constantly rolling process, and it's moving very quickly.
0: Definitely. Will the system look the same – I guess my first question is, are students going to be vaccinated vaccinated through the district or will they have to contact their own private? You know, that
1: remains to be seen, because right now I'm not aware of a vaccine that is available for students. We'll have to wait for the health departments to give us direction uh, around that. And uh, we'll see what uh, what the governor's office and the health department tells us. They may have students get vaccinated through their own doctors or they may set up vaccination sites in the schools. It just depends on the direction that we get from from the health departments uh, where students are concerned. It's a little different with students because with our adults, they have the ability to, you know, authorize that for themselves. With our students, we would we absolutely will look for parents approval and direction on, on how they want us to handle their children.
0: And then I guess this might be a little bit far out with your answer for that question, but would the vaccine be um be like one of the required vaccinations, like polio or chickenpox, or would it be one that you could you have the option to get, like the flu? Are you vaccine? talking about
1: for students?
0: Yeah, for students. I mean, when it becomes, you know, public. that will
1: be a decision that the governor's office and the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. Uh, CDPHE, they will have to decide whether it's required or whether it's optional.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I mean, I guess it is a little bit further up before students get the chance to be vaccinated. But
1: yeah, and you know, one of the things that we'll uh, continue to promote with or without the vaccination for students is, is really good health care. And, you know, some of the things that we've been doing now will continue to do even beyond COVID, just because they represent good practices for keeping people healthier and safer.
0: Mm -hmm. And then one last question before we wrap it up, kind of is a sports question. So with uh, the D season being during the summer, will students still be able to use the facilities like the weight room at a school, even though it's... Yeah, we'll
1: use facilities and we'll continue to... implement the same safety protocols of social distancing and masks and testing and sanitizing the area and doing all of those things similar to what
0: we've been doing with the other sports seasons okay we would just have to have a teacher inside with them too we'd always have to have a certified
1: member. staff member for supervision yes yeah okay well is there anything else you'd like to add before you know, we wrap up that i would tell you is i really want to say to our students and our teachers and our staff and our parents that i am really appreciative of how hard everyone's worked and how hard this has been on everyone and you know i want you to know that we are just committed to keep moving forward through this crisis and we will get to the other side of it but i really am grateful for the the work that everyone's done and the hardships people have had to endure have been significant and um, we just have to keep moving forward together and get through it. But uh, we see that light at the end of the tunnel right now. So that's a good thing.
0: I think we all just got to be together right now. I think that's That's right. And I'm
1: proud of our students, their resilience and their strength through this has been commendable.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. You too. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work. And that wraps up the interview with Dr. Don Haddad, the superintendent of the St. Vrain Valley School District. At this point, I'd like to thank UC Health, the teachers, the custodians, the bus drivers, the parents, and even the students for all the help that we've put in now. I know that COVID has been a hard time for everyone and it's hit everyone differently. But it's just a reminder that you guys, that I know that we can go through some hardships, but having a growth mindset and being able to turn the challenges into positives and working together is what will help us get through this together. Thank you guys and have a good rest of your day.